Welcome to episode 146 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and Apple has a, a spring-loaded event that is occurring on April 20th, and I had the pleasure to be part of the For Mac Guys Only podcast, and we are going to simulcast that episode here on our feed, and this is with Mike Potter and Chuck Joyner and myself, and we're going to be reacting as Apple announces all the great products that they announced uh, today as we recorded this on April 20th, and uh, it was really exciting. So please enjoy, and here is the show from For Mac Guys Only. It's for Mac as only episode number 386 for April 20th, 2021. Reaction time, Apple's spring loaded event. Hey everyone, welcome back to for Mac as only the show for the Mac community, where we share our thoughts and opinions on current Mac news and events. Well, it's spring and just as reliable as those daffodils and tulips that spring forth from the ground each April. <laughs> it's time for another Apple event the spring-loaded Apple event. And this event looks like it's actually going to live up to its name with rumors not only of an updated iPad Pro featuring a mini LED display, but also its smaller cousin, the iPad Mini 6. Not to mention the red-hot and blue and green and gold rumor of a newly redesigned iMac that we've all been anticipating sporting Apple Silicon. Then, of course, are the perpetually rumored, questionably useful, in my opinion, and yet to be found, see what I did there? Apple AirTags. Now, I don't have to say that what I'm most excited about is an all-new iMac, but I'll also go on record up front as saying that I'm going to be incredibly disappointed if it's simply an M1 in iMac clothing. The iMac deserves better treatment than that, so if it's not an M1X, or whatever they're going to call the next-generation Apple processor, then it's a non-starter for me. And, quite frankly, hard to recommend when we know something better is coming just around the corner. But, before I open the panel to those thoughts, and I can feel them already percolating in their brains, let's introduce everyone that's joining me today. First up is the host of In Touch with iOS, Mr. Dave, I don't care what Apple announces today, I'm buying it, Ginsburg. Howdy, Dave. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. How you doing, Mike? Glad to be here. And uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I, I've already got uh, approval to buy an iPad, so I think I'm getting my, my Apple card ready to go for that. So. Ooh, exciting. And I prepped this one specifically for him, joining Dave in the hot seat, the man always looking on the bright side of Apple, and avoiding the shadowy recesses of Microsoft, the host of Mac Voices and producer of MacStock's annual series, The Road to MacStock, Chuck Joyner. Hey, Chuck. Hello, Mike. Thanks for having me. But the question, really, I want to ask you, are there, is there anything other than shadowy <laughs> aspects of Microsoft? Oh, we'll save that for another episode in the future. Okay, darn. Well, you have both heard my abbreviated thoughts abbreviated though they may be. And before Mr. Cook takes the stage, which is going to be in, where are we at now? About six minutes, five minutes and seven seconds I'm showing in my in my live stream. Uh, what has got everyone excited today? Well, 
I think the iPad is exciting. I mean, I'm just hoping that uh, it's something that they are, are going to release that was uh, a little more exciting than it was last year. I mean, the LiDAR and the camera enhancements were about the only thing that were added last year, and that, that didn't excite me, so I'm still sporting my 2018 iPad Pro. So I'm I'm looking, looking forward to that. I mean, I, again, like you said, the AirTags are going to be something that's uh, questionable. I mean, I, I mean, they've been talking about it, it seems like, forever i think it's been over two years so i'd like to see that happen and then like you said the max i, I i'd be interesting to see what they do with, with imax i would hope it's a different processor because I, I just don't know if it's going to be a compelling reason to upgrade to that when they you know that something going to be coming out in the future so yeah yeah what so i i have to agree with you i wasn't terribly excited about this event until maybe about three days ago then some of the rumors about the iMac and things like that started, you know, percolating. And of course, we've seen Apple discontinue some of the iMac models. So we knew something was coming. We just don't know if it's coming today. In fact, I'd say we'd even know for a fact something is coming. We just don't know if it's coming today. Um, but in terms of the iPad, what would be an exciting development to you? Well, I think uh Processing speed is going to be probably one of the bigger things I'd like to see. Uh, the 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 LED the new LED screen that's going to probably be something exciting. Not that I'm saying that's 2018. I have doesn't have already have a pretty pretty amazing screen as it is. But uh, yeah, it does. But it's three years old now. It's out of warranty. You know, um, I, I'm I'm hoping there's going to be something that's going to excite me enough that I, I could that maybe I could live with this 2018 for probably a little longer. But uh, it'd be interesting. It's definitely interesting to see where it goes. How about you, Chuck? What what of the, of the rumors that have been swirling around? Is there anything that's got you excited? I would go with David. I'm the new iPad. The a new iPad um, would be in in my shopping cart um, because my my iPad is the the very first um, iPad Pro 12, 12 inch. So mm. I haven't had an upgrade for quite some time, um, and I'm with him. You know, processing. I'm I'm especially anxious though to see if the mini LED rumors are true and if they are if they live up to the their hype um because i look at my screen now on the ipad and it's like that's pretty darn good you know but there are times i admit that it would be nice to have it just a little brighter especially in certain outdoor situations so that that would be a big thing um i have never owned an apple pencil uh, but i've i've had a number of people that have just about gotten me convinced that I really should have one. And mm -hmm. so having that be integrated in with, with uh, whatever the new iPad design, um, whether it attaches in a new way or charges in a new way, or just the existing way, the current way, um, would be definitely of interest to me. You know, I was excited about the Apple Pencil when I got it. I got the first generation Apple Pencil. And I'll have to admit, my interactions with it are limited pretty much to oh, darn, I forgot to charge that thing, and then plugging it in and letting it charge up, and then that that's about it. Uh, and I see that my my live stream is starting as I adjust the volume on that. So that's been about my interaction with the Apple Pencil. I really thought it was going to be much more useful than it's turned out to be. There's certainly some cool use case scenarios. They just haven't haven't fallen into my workflow. Yeah, I'm not much of an artist. In fact, I'm not not 
I'm probably anti the anti artist. Um, so I, I don't I don't sketch I don't draw you know I it's just not me. But uh, I am anxious to see if the if if a pencil would change my interaction in any way. Um, I know again I've talked Jeff Gamut is one um, who explained to me how he uses his Apple pencil. And it's like uh, beyond sketching, and it's like yeah okay maybe. So you know mm-hmm. I've I've got some learning to do, but definitely want to just see what's what what the capabilities are going to be and what it can do i you know I, it's interesting that both of you have picked the ipad pro as being the thing that excites you i still have the ipad pro 10 and a half inch i've had it for several years now and it still fulfills the function i purchased it for i have not found myself bringing it into my workflow in a bigger way uh than keeping notes on it or being a media consumption device or what I originally purchased it for. And I still use it for this controlling the cameras at max stock. I mean, that was the sole reason to purchase that iPad pro, uh, and really was the only intention for using it. It, it, it has become kind of a daily news consumption or media consumption device. Um, but for the most part, I'm still, you know, for good or bad, I'm still a Mac guy. It, if I want to be productive, I sit down at the Mac, and I know that's that's quite different for other folks. I know, Dave, you use your iPad in a productive workflow uh, constantly. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm not that familiar with your workflow, Chuck. Are you using the iPad in a in a manner other than consumption? Um, yes, to a to a limited extent. Again, it sort of depends on the situation. Um, I will use it for note taking um, in certain situations and data entry. And um, I don't I don't consider uh, email curation or news browsing consumption the way I do it. So it's more almost of a triage device in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that it becomes useful as yet another screen that I can be doing something like that on. You know, I I was telling you guys just before we started recording that I was using my iPad last night for my notes during a user group presentation. And one thing surprised me, and and maybe it's my iPad. Uh, it is running the latest version of iOS. But when I gave a presentation uh, a number of weeks ago, no, it wasn't presentation. When I, when I uh, conducted an interview a number of weeks ago, I opened notes on my Mac and I could zoom in on those notes so that I could set my Mac at a comfortable distance and still be able to comfortably read my notes. But on the iPad last night, I could not find a function to zoom or increase the size of the text of my notes. And I, and that surprised me. I have to think about that as to whether there's a workaround or, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's, I, I haven't, I haven't tried that particular setup, so I'm not sure. And and it's interesting because I do touch up my notes. That's not really the right word, but I do I do update my notes from time to time on the iPad and on the iPhone. Uh, but I primarily compose them on the Mac. That's interesting. Hmm. But that's I think that's a great way to look at it, Mike. That you know, the, the iPad can be. A lot of people seem to be forcing it into a dedicated device position. But as an ancillary device or an extra device, you know, especially with some of the syncing through iCloud for me for notes and for some of the other Apple apps, it can be a phenomenal enhancement to the Mac 
and then it can go with me even easier than a uh, a laptop can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, speaking of darn Microsoft, those uh, recent commercials comparing the uh, Surface Pro with the Mac and with the iPad just drive me crazy because they're purposely distorting as, as they often do in their commercials. And, you know, let's be fair, Apple distorts things a little bit too when they do their comparisons, but uh, they're, you know, they're purposely distorting the whole purpose of the iPad and the Mac in the Apple ecosystem. And when you do take, you know, when you take full advantage of that ecosystem, you learn where each product is supposed to fit in your daily productive life. And that's what they're completely glossing over. Hmm. So I don't know if Dave is uh, uh, saying hmm to what Mr. Cook is presenting or I'm saying if, it to you. Uh, because I'm <laughs> saying you. it to my comments, but yeah. uh, the 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 uh, event has started. Uh, yes. We are watching Mr. Cook traverse the sidewalks of Apple's campus, uh, talking about uh, the the podcast app. I I actually see him talking about the podcast app right now. Uh, he was talking about Apple Card. Did anyone yep. catch I what did. what he was saying there, or was that just kind of a what they announced was uh, Apple Card family. What's going to allow you to do is be able to share the same Apple Card with your spouse and also have uh, uh, c- capabilities of spending limits for kids as well. Uh, so it looks like they're they're finally, and that's great because I have an Apple Card and my wife has an Apple Card. We never could share it. So now we have some potential that and, and any families could now share that card um, and, make, and build your credit together as opposed to having separate accounts. So, and I think more of the focus was the, the uh, the spending limits for kids, being allowing the kids to have have access to the card, but be able to limit it. Uh, it. You know, it would be interesting if you can limit where the kids can spend versus how much they could spend. That would be an interesting feature. Yeah, they didn't get into too much detail on that, but I, I would not be at all surprised. There's been a lot of commentary about these Apple events and and the fact that you know since the pandemic has started, everything is pre-recorded and uh, very nicely packaged. Uh, I'm I'm digging this. I like how they're doing these uh, presentations, and yeah, I kind of hope they keep going. Uh, even if they have a live audience, I kind of hope they keep doing this sort of thing in the future. Now they just announced the the Apple Podcast subscription or subscription. Right. But virtually no information other than saying each podcast will have a beautiful new page. There'll be an update to the podcast app, and that they will be able, that uh, listeners will be able to help podcast creators fuel their passion and, and build their business. So exactly what that means, I don't know. But they just it was just that much, and boom, we're on yeah. we're we're on to an, a purple iPhone. I love this purple iPhone. This yeah, new is. Colors really awesome that may that may be the thing that gets me to jump to the next iphone as superficial as that sounds i do like i do like that purple that's really nice and they're singing a song that you can get every color in you (laughs) what's interesting is they're talking about it as the iphone 12 Mm -hmm. you know not not necessarily the next iphone yeah, it so is. that's that. Would this would this be the first time, other than product red, that they've announced a color change or color addition? 
midstream? Yeah, well, that's a good question. It does seem like it, doesn't it? But I, I am wondering if they haven't done this before, introduced a color midstream. Certainly they've done it with the iPod. I don't remember if they've done it with the iPhone. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I kind of think Product Red was that way, but I uh, again, but I don't know, don't recall any other color. But I'm I'm not one that really worries too much about that because I put a case on my phone anyway, so I can make my phone any color I want. Right. As 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 Sam, many of us already have cases on our iPhones as it is. So. So they're talking about Find My right now, which with a very interesting uh, video. <laughs> the guy disappearing into the sofa. Yeah. Looking for his keys, I presume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. It's uh, nearby. It's close. Ah, uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> There's an air tag. There it is. Ah, <laughs> oh, the air tag. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Listen to Dave get giddy. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. They've been only talking about this for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can customize your AirTag. Ooh. Ooh, put your pick, put a little icon on it. <laughs> there are any comments? Uh, AirTags, can't believe this didn't already leak. <laughs> it's only leaked for two years. <laughs> you know, I guess we should comment on how this is working. We're watching the live stream. I, uh, Dave, you're watching it on the Apple TV. Chuck, you're right. watching it uh, through the web browser, and I'm watching it via YouTube. I'm also following a couple live blogs in the tradition of for Mac has only reaction time episodes. I happen to have Tom's guide open Ars Technica and uh, tech radar are the three that I've opened up. Uh, I tend to gravitate towards the text only live blogs versus the, uh, you know, follow them on Twitter. That's that sort of thing. But those are the three live blogs I have open in addition to the live stream coming over YouTube are either of you following live blogs as well or are you strictly watching yes. apple's live stream i've got uh, TweetDeck set up and i've got uh, all the feeds uh, flashing before my eyes here nice and i'm just watching just this i want to concentrate on it um and i, th I think it's important to note here that they just talked about the privacy aspects of air tags which they say are industry firsts and that may be the big differentiator yes. or a big differentiator because if you think about it, yeah, you, you're tagging important things. The last thing I want to do is help somebody else find my device or my what I what I value, as opposed to me. So, has that been a problem with Tile and some of the other uh, uh, tag type services? Have there been privacy violations uh, as people use these things in in the wild? Mike, not that I've I remember seeing. I have to admit, but. At the same time, it, it makes perfect sense that it would be a concern, and especially if something like like an Apple-backed device would become widespread, that yeah. sooner or later somebody's going to say, you know, hey, we've we figured out a way to crack into this. So I, I don't know. I don't and know. going along with the U1 chip for 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 location uh, that it's also secure, I think is going to add the enhancement to the security uh, with the and them opening up the find my network to third-party devices is really they've put some really strong security in place i think that's where the security becomes a concern is is once they've opened it up to the third-party services we need to trust that they're going to do what they have to do to 
uh, provide secure communications. But if Apple is there kind of overseeing the whole thing and ensuring that that happens, that's the big benefit. Yeah. I'd, so they uh, I, they did give the pricing for the Apple tags. It's going to be $99 for a four-pack, and it's going to be able to be pre-ordered this, this coming Friday. You know, that's not horrible. That's not mm-hmm. horrible at all. No. I think that's on my list. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. Yeah. I mean, now they're talking about Apple TV. So we're going to go back to that. I don't care what Apple announces today. I'm buying it. Comment I made earlier. <laughs> so far, we know he's buying the AirTags. He's lying. He's ready to, to, to sign up for that iPad Pro. I think uh, you just need to buy one of those new iMacs too, Dave, and you're, you've got the trifecta. <laughs> I'm good on my M1 uh, Mac Mini, thanks. <laughs> that really is an awesome device. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't have the iMac yet, at least not yeah, as we, we record this. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no. It's interesting how many of these images that we're seeing uh, come out of the presentation were the leaked images we had seen. Most notably, the tag holders that I'm seeing here. The customization is new. I like that a lot. And I could see uh, corporate partnerships coming yeah. into play here. It'll be very interesting to see what the options are, how you do that. If you do that at ordering or if there's something after the fact, judging by what they showed, it looks like it, it would almost have to be done at the time of ordering. Yeah, it does look laser etched, doesn't it? Yeah. Or embossed or, or something under a, a queer coat. Yeah, it's not like uh, custom M&Ms where you just dump them into a bin and, and, and your picture gets spit out onto them. This looks like it's actually a, um, I would say it's laser. It's kind of like what they did with the iPods or the iPhones when you get those custom engraved. I'm guessing it's like that. Well, they they uh, wrapped the, uh, the TV, uh, Apple TV Plus portion of it by uh, showing a trailer for the new season of Ted Lasso. It looks really good. I can't wait to watch it. And that's supposed to be out in July 23rd. You know, uh, for as long as we've been anticipating the air tags, they sure didn't spend a whole lot of time on it, did they? They didn't. No. Uh, we know they're customizing it. We know it's going to work with the Find My app. Uh, they gave a little demo of how that Find My app might work. But that that's about it. Well, but, okay, so we've got, we're by my clock, we're 15 minutes in. We're now talking about the Apple TV 4K. Um, so we've got that. We've got AirTags. We have the podcast subscription service and a purple iPhone 12. So we've got four <laughs> announcements within 15 minutes. And now they're at the Apple TV. Right. And I've got my feedback. My uh, my feed went out just around the time the guy was diving into the sofa for the <laughs> for mm. the keys the set of keys. Well, uh, with the Apple TV, where they just mentioned it's going to be an Apple TV 4K, it's going to have the A12 Bionic CPU in it. It's a lot of processing power, higher frame rates, HDR, Dolby Vision. You know, it's interesting because the Apple TV was on the you know on the rumor list of least likely to be announced. Yeah. Almost every one of the, the, the rumor blogs I was following, they all said, yeah, they're talking about an Apple TV, but don't count on it. That's not going to come. And yet here we are, you know, as, as Chuck said, about 15 minutes in, and we're already up to a fifth generation Apple TV. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's, this would be sixth generation, wouldn't it? I think or are so. they even referring to it as that? Probably wow. not. 
Now, this is really interesting. They're just sh- showing how with the new Apple TV, you'll be able to pair it with your iPhone and then use that to calibrate yeah. the Apple TV to um, to take care of any issues or discrepancies in whatever TV screen you're using. Yeah, using it's called color balance. That's very cool. They're really cool. And now we've got a new remote. A new remote. Oh, uh, my yes. God. <laughs> Hey, it's a dial. It's a, it's just a dial instead of a whole touch pad like the current one. <laughs> Circular gesture. Oh my God! Finally, how much of a pain it is to scroll between when you want to go forward or backward using that remote, <laughs> the current one. Huh. So it sounds like they've really been listening and paying attention. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of styled like an iPad with the the yeah. the, the square off the remote. Well, you know, listening, paying attention, and actually looking at and absorbing what worked historically. Uh, You know, as Dave just indicated, it does look a heck of a lot like the original iPod. Uh, In fact, I'd even say it looks a lot like the um, iPod video, you know, with the touch scroll wheel on it. But that works. It worked really, really well. And then it got abandoned. And so to see it brought back in a remote where that type of functionality is, as you both indicated, critically needed. It's nice to see them going back and pulling forward some of those things that they, they've uh, discarded in the past. Well, it just, it, it feels like they've been paying attention and that, you know, we're not hearing quite as much about, Oh my God, this is such fantastic design. We're hearing more about what it, what it does. And I, I keep I keep feeling like there's a, a Johnny Ive factor missing here that may be, unfortunately, a good thing. Oh, it's a I, good I, thing. I, I take nothing thing. away from Mr. Ive and what he's done for Apple, but. I, I agree. I agree 100%. I take nothing away from what he's done for Apple, but towards the end of his tenure, things did start to go a little to the extreme. Well, I, I, I might uh, add to that, Mike, to the extreme as to the point that design became more important than function. Y- yes. Yes. Because the designs were beautiful. There's no doubt about it. But it's like building a house that's a show place, but you can't live in it. You know, it's, right. it looks great in home and garden, but, you know, who wants to live yeah. there? Yeah. Function, functionality should always be king for these type of devices. Uh, and it, it, did un- unfortunately take a back seat to the design. You're right, absolutely beautiful, but we need it to be functional as well. So now we're into the M1s. The Mac. The Mac, yeah, and they're talking about the M1. So we all go quiet, listening very carefully to what's going to be said here. <laughs> well, I, I, I noticed my... as you were commenting about the design, Chuck, that you went quiet as soon as those Macs showed up on screen. <laughs> well, th- they were show- you talking about what a usually forward the, the M1 is, so I'm wondering. I, I feel as if they're leading up to a next generation processor here. They're talking about apps right now. Yeah, it's either that or they're really promoting the capability as the M1, which is not to be diminished. But I do, as I said at the beginning, I do feel like the iMac deserves more than that. The MacBook Air, sure. The Mac Mini. Absolutely. The iMac? No. It needs the next generation processor. Dramatic tones. 
the chromatic tones. <laughs> this is an it's iMac. An M1 iMac. Whoa. See, and the thing that gets me, if, if it's an M1 iMac, the thing that gets me about that is that we, we know there's going to be another generation processor coming. We know it. So why buy an M1 iMac, which is a long-term device? It's not a short-term device. It's not a throwaway device. This is a device that sits on people's desks for years. So we know a new one's coming, a new processor's coming. Why buy this first-generation iMac? And I would say that given the power that we've seen already, just in in the in, in the the uh, uh, the laptops and the Mac Mini, with the old the old form factors, you know. We'll, hopefully, we'll hear more along along the lines here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, throw all that out. I just said there's one in purple. <laughs> <laughs> there's at least six, seven colors I'm seeing here. Now I have the volume turned down. If they are not playing the same music that they played when they spun the original iMac around in circle, showing off all the colors, uh, that that's a disappointment and yellow. Look, uh, that sold my wife on it. Uh, <laughs> so we'll have a purple one and yellow one by the end of the year. I'm sure there's six different colors. Looks like I'm giving a little comparison of all the iMacs. Now where they're, where they can upgrade this, they can put more cores in it. They can throw more cores at the processing, put more memory in it. Uh, if I recall though, the M one was limited to 16 gig. Yeah. Now they're talking about the internals and why the M the M one is so superior. Oh my God. The, the logic board is pathetically small. It's a whole on chip. Wow. Look at that. It's tiny. They're still fans though. And they did. They'd spout that it's only 10 decibels. Wait a minute. Did they just show removable memory in this? No, it no, was kind no, of, no, no. It was no. a transition okay. that went into the yeah, chip. I see. Yeah. I see what they're doing. Yeah. That would be a stunner. Interesting that the, the, the frame of the screen is white and the color, whatever color choice is going to be across the, the, the chin in the back. Yeah. 24 inch. 4480 by 2560, I think it said, for resolution. You know, the the design of the previous generation iMac was not horrible. You know, it introduced in 2012, uh, and it certainly stood the test of time. But where it was really starting to show its age was in the 21 and a half inch screen. That, while that might have been a standard, you know, 22 to 24 inch in 2012, you have to have 24 inch these days. Okay, now we're going to talk about the cameras. Back to the lab. <laughs> okay, anyone else? Camera. Anyone That's else good. noticing the Apple logo is missing from the chin? Yes. Uh, interesting. Yes, I hadn't thought about it. It's on the back, and they've always had it there, but it's missing. It's missing from the front. I see the headphone jack on the side. Yeah, we we definitely have not seen uh, the the ports yet. Other than that, Mike, I'm with you. That did look like. Um, that was, but that was on the, that was, looks to be on the left side. Interesting choice. If you're facing the screen, it was on the left side. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if this were a live audience showing a 1080p HD camera, the, the audience would be in an uproar. And we could say this is miracle of miracles to jump to 1080p for the first time on a Mac. And they just said it best camera ever in a Mac. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm seeing four ports on the back of an orange iMac. Yeah, I see that. This is what it looked like. So is that going to mimic the the uh, MacBook Pros four Thunderbolt ports? Well, that would be disappointing. I, I would hope that they would mimic what they're doing with the Mac Mini versus a MacBook Pro. Oh, but that's what I was saying before, Mike. Yeah, I, it, it, it will be interesting to see what, what options they give us. Because I felt like the Mac Mini, they dropped the M1 chip in, they did what they needed to do, and then pushed it out the door, and it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. But they really didn't re-engineer much, much else. Now, they're no, talking right. here about just how everything is, is so much better. Six-speaker system. Yeah. Speakers and microphones, they've enhanced. Spatial audio. Supporting with that, they'll be utmost. The the downward firing speakers has always been one of the huge benefits of the iMac that I think has gone unrecognized by most of its users. You mm. don't realize what a benefit it is to have those downward facing speakers and how much it enriches the sound when you're, you know, bouncing that sound off of a hard surface like your desk. And it looks like they've continued that with the new model. They're bouncing back and forth between all the colors. I like that. Because yeah. it gives you a sense of exactly what they look like. Yeah, this screen, from what we're seeing so far, looks uh, pretty amazing. You know what I love about the colors is how rich they are. Yep. The recent generation iPhones, it's they've been uh, pale, you know, pale colors. Nice looking, but pale colors. These are rich and vibrant. Even the purple iPhone they showed earlier, it's 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 a a much paler version of purple than what we're seeing on this iMac. I want to see the colors in person, but I'm, I find it interesting that from what I've seen so far, nothing jumps out of me as like a default business color. Yeah. Oh, there was the silver. They do have the there silver. Was, was, yeah. was there there a silver? Was. Yep. There was. Yeah, they, okay. There was silver. It. Good. No space gray. I didn't see a space gray anyway. Well, that is space gray. It's just hard to see. Mm. Well, that's that I couldn't tell. Good point. David, what, you know, what it was. Yeah. But, just looking on the feed here. Let's see what they got. Wow. It almost looks like a silver. Uh, the Verge just uh, had a screen capture of the picture of the colors. I have to admit that seafoam green is really a pretty color. Yeah, the orange and the yellow and the, the red, the purple and the blue. Hmm. Yeah, no, that, well, no, that's pink. Or is that pink? Okay. Or, or almost rose gold. Yeah, could be, David. Could be. You know, and and looking at these images again, I went in and found the image that you were looking at, Dave. Looking at them, it almost appears as if the color is richer around the edge of the computer. The sides and the back and the stand are a lighter version of it. Yeah. Varying shades of color. I, I I agree with you, Chuck, though. The white around the bezel is an interesting choice. Okay. Two Thunderbolt ports, two USB-C ports. Right. And a new power connector. 6K. Oh, about time. Just nice, easy connector. Wow, that, that might be proprietary. Oh. Interesting. Ethernet port oh. in the, yeah. Yeah, put it into the power, power pack. Okay, well that's good. So you do have hardware hardwired connectivity without having to necessarily add a dock or an adapter. And 
different oh, choice keyboards. Color. Yeah, and the keyboards match the color. Touch ID on the keyboard. On a wireless wow. keyboard. That's that's awesome. Mm. And you can even do uh, to change profiles at a touch. Same old magic mouse. <laughs> but magic colors. mouse and magic trackpad, but but with colors, with matching colors. Yeah. Huh. Still haven't mentioned how much memory you can get. Yeah, not so far. But you also haven't seen anywhere that you're going to be up, able to upgrade. I doubt, oh, yeah, I doubt. You, you won't be able to. You have yeah, to buy it. Gonna be, you're going to be locked into what, what you purchase here. Right. I do like seeing the full-size keyboard, though. Hype up the M1. <laughs> it will be very interesting to see just how the audio performance and the camera performance measure up. Yeah. Because they're certainly setting high expectations. One of the things that was interesting that I saw go by is not only is it a three-way mic, but it is going to use beamforming that will help it, similar to you know Wi-Fi beamforming, it's going to help it ignore some of that background noise a little bit better uh, and allow it to focus on your voice versus just kind of general room noise. So that's a nice feature of it. Uh, the camera, you know, the camera's a camera. It should hold up pretty well. Uh, as long as you use a, a decent sensor in there, I I can't imagine that it it would be a poor performer. And we know Apple has great experience with camera sensors. Yeah. I thought I saw it say that uh, Face ID was going to be part of this. Did you see that as well? Or No. So you have 8 gigs of RAM. April 30th. As far as the sound is concerned, uh, two pairs of woofers, uh, higher powered. And a high-performance tweeter. So six stereo speakers yep. coupled with Dolby Atmos, as as you said, Dave. $12.99. Whoa, how much memory is that? Eight core. Only eight gigs? Eight gig of memory. 256 gig SSD. So I can't help but mention the fact that it's 24-inch iMac as opposed to the 27 inches right. that we have right now. Well, this is to replace the 21 and a half inch. Right. So perhaps the the 27 or larger that has been rumored is being held back for when there is an upgraded processor. And that's what makes me think that what you're seeing here is a a consumer level, if you will, iMac or a consumer oriented iMac, especially it with is. the colors and and all of that. I think yeah, you're right. I, I, it, it this is aimed towards consumer market because it's replacing the 21.5 inch model, but it's giving yeah. it a, a little bit better sweet spot with the 24 inch size screen. So I, I, this is definitely not aimed towards uh, any pros. Spec-wise, it blows the doors off their entry-level iMac from before. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what they're doing. They're doing baby steps into this. You know, they want to, uh, to keep the line going. And I'm sure the summer we'll probably start seeing the, the uh, newer processors and the high-end Mac and higher-end Mac MacBook Pros. I think with that in mind, I'm much more comfortable with the M1 in the iMac, in the 24-inch iMac, knowing that a higher-end 24-inch iMac and a higher-end larger screen, which we've seen rumored being larger than 27-inch, but in a similar form factor, will be sporting something newer in Apple Silicon. Oh, my goodness. Did I just see what I think I saw? You did. The guy cutting a hole in the Taking the chip out. window? Nope. An M, the M1 <laughs> in an iPad. Oh, 
Yes, you did. I just missed that. You are correct. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, that's an interesting turn of developments. That sure is. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, show that iPad running Mac OS. I thought the guy was taking his head off. Just a wig. Just a wig. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. We're all silenced because we're really paying attention to this one. I, I... Well, you know, I was just thinking in light of these Microsoft commercials showing the Surface Pro versus the iPad versus the Mac, can you imagine Apple blowing the doors off that argument by introducing a new iPad Pro that can not only run iOS, but Mac OS? 50% performance increase over the last generation iPad Pro. Wow. A little mention of Affinity Designer there. Yeah. Sorry, Adobe. And LumaFusion, too. 40% faster graphics. There has to be a reason behind this. Well, this, this makes this an even more compelling um, yeah. business machine. You've, you've, got, you've got a mouse, you've got a keyboard that you have the options, and Apple provided, provides, uh, provided solutions. And you know, depending on what you consider business software. I mean, Office is there if you if you are bent that way. Um, but you know, you also have all the Apple the Apple software, and we all know that more and more things are moving to the mobile devices. So this represents a no compromise option for developers. Maybe for developers, but you mentioned, and, and I know it was in jest. Sorry, Adobe, when they showed Affinity. But imagine the full desktop version of Affinity, Photo, Designer, Publisher, and the full desktop versions of Adobe's Creative Suite running on something like this. Now you're talking no compromises. Well, to be fair, they did in the next uh, couple seconds, they mentioned, they showed a demo of of Adobe Fresco. So Adobe did get a mention. I I mean, I I see your point, and I'm not not an Adobe, uh, Adobe user, excuse me, at this point. So I don't know how many, how much the compromise is for the iPad version, but right now it would seem like now Adobe has no reason not to implement everything it can, just maybe with a different interface. Right. Uh, two two more announcements. So you got uh, the Thunderbolt four now on the iPad Pro, and and up to two terabytes of storage you can get on the iPad Pro, at five G on the on the cellular. So what I'm so far, what I'm seeing is this is a no compromise iPad. Now the price yeah. is going to be really interesting. That's but, where I'm just, you just read my mind. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the thing is, it's going to be up to you to, as to how, how much you want to load it. Right. I didn't have the volume on. Did you see what they were just showing with the iPad being the interface to what appeared to be the new iMac? No, I didn't see that. No. I didn't interpret whatever I saw that way. And there's there's a tripod you can get there, uh, Chuck. <laughs> yep. Enhanced camera. Well, certainly for someone fully vested, invested, I should say, in the iOS or iPad ecosystem, this is the iPad to get. And it is, as you said, Chuck, it's the no compromise device. Right. This is this is where you want to be if the iPad is at the center of your your ecosystem for sure. This is it. 
They're really, for content creators, they're really pushing this. They're giving an awful lot of people speaking time in this. I like, too, that they're giving, in addition to giving a lot of people that speaking time, I like that they're giving a lot of attention to the third-party developers as well. This isn't strictly a love fest for Apple software running on Apple hardware. This is showing everything that you're capable of doing using the third-party apps that are out there. Yeah. We have an ultra-wide camera. Yep. So it's probably similar to what the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max has. Center stage. Hmm. <laughs> if that works half as good, this center stage, if that works half as good as it's the demo here, that's... Yeah, because yeah, they're moving around and it's it's like the cameraman. Yeah, that's nice. That's game-changing. Oh, my credit card's going to get work out. <laughs> <laughs> what... Let me ask you, what are they showing here with center stage? It's They said it's an ultra-wide camera, and, and so everything is in software, and it's oh. all being done intelligently. So, in other words, your camera is only giving you part of the of the range, but it shifts if you move. Um, obviously, you, there are limits, but you move a little too much right or left out of, out of uh, center stage, and gotcha. it adapts. Yeah, which is that's, that's clever. That's very clever. That is, that is really clever. It's like live cropping. Yeah, with a with a focus on the subject. That's that's pretty cool. I was someone who primarily, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chuck, but as someone who primarily uses the iPad when you're out doing interviews at conferences and things like that, this is the game changing moment for you. Seeing things like center stage. That very well could be, Mike. You know, I, I'm naturally I'm thinking about my own use case, but in that this environment, um, in that environment, you know, it, I would be very interested to see how it identifies because it just said if other people come into the into the uh, the camera range, you know, that it recognizes them too. Well, if you have people milling around all over the place, you know, how's it going to mm. handle that, or is it going to get confused? So it could be a blessing, it could be a curse. Um, yeah. But you're right, that is always a problem of trying to keep people in frame. Well, they just announced with the display, they're going to emulate what the, the XDR display does and liquid retina yeah, XDR. Bring uh, your 12.9 inch iPad Pro to what you have on that screen. I wish they'd stop announcing things because I'm scared of the price. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I can imagine what the 12.9 is going to be. You know, Dave, you're a no compromise kind of guy. So they're going to announce this iPad, uh, the pricing, I should say. They're going to announce the pricing of this iPad, and you're going to see the different levels. Will you naturally go to the highest level of storage that's available, or are you going no. to look at those different levels and see what's actually most appropriate for your use? My use of the space, I would probably, I've always been, the sweet spot's been 256, and really that's where I would work. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mike, my, my, I, I still use my Mac quite a bit as well, so um, so I'm going both platforms, uh, but I would probably lean more towards a, a you know, middle-of-the-road space, because I know that the storage is going to be astronomical as far as cost. 
the thing is, though, if if you are going to be a creative, especially with the camera, right, you've got you've got to consider that because that, I mean, that for me has always been a challenge. You know, go out on into the CES show floor for a day of shooting, and right. if you don't have adequate memory, you can actually run out of memory without too much trouble. Right, and so you know that. Plus the fact that you want to keep some movies on there and, you know, all of those things for the plane rides. Uh, please don't ask me that question, Mike. I don't want to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ask you, Chuck. No, I won't, I won't ask you that question. <laughs> 256 has been a, a perfect sweet spot for me on the phone. Um, I was just considering the ideal iPhone for my mother-in-law. And the topic of storage came up and I realized that she really doesn't need that much storage, that something like 64 gig would be more than enough. I think she's coming from a phone with eight or 16 gig on it. So even 32 would be more than enough for her. But I realized I really can't go down to much less than 256 in the future for myself. I, I thought I was, you know, as we always do as we always do when we buy storage. I thought I was buying more storage than I would ever need. And it's true, I've not filled it up. But I can't imagine having less. I like the idea that I don't have to worry about it. And that goes to what you were saying, Chuck. When you're out in the field and you're shooting video, you don't want to have to worry that you're going to run out of that storage space when you do what you do. Yeah. This is a tight presentation. We're 50 minutes into it. With everything we've seen so far, any any one item now they're spending a lot of time on the iPad Pro, but any one item could be a half hour in and of itself. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I feel like we might be wrapping up in an hour. Oh, I, th- I, I don't will. think there's any question, Mike. I, I can't imagine yeah. what they would do that would go up would top this. I think this is the top end. Mm-hmm. They saved the big, the best for last. No new mention. No mention of a new Apple Pencil. I wonder if no. that'll be a throwaway announcement. Well, or one more thing. <laughs> uh, it's great to see Terry Morgan on there. Get a mention. Did you inter- you interviewed her? Yeah. Oh yeah, several times, David. She's Luma Fusion. Right. It just shows Apple really recognizes the accomplishments that Luma Fusion really has done with yeah. iOS. Okay, how much more money are they going to soak me for? There we go. (laughs) Pencil. Good. It's still going to continue to support the the folio. I don't have to buy a new one. (laughs) I'm an 11-inch screen. I I won't go. I wouldn't go with the 12.8. Oh, come on. Go big or go home, David. You started with a 13-inch, Dave, didn't you? Well, when Max Talk first started, yeah, when we, I, I still have that uh, first gen iPad Pro 12.9 inch. Remember, I had both, <laughs> and I sold that other one. I, uh, that I have not bought the 12.9 since. Yeah, it's it's it didn't take you long before you went down to that 11 inch or 10 and a half inch, and that's pretty much where you stayed ever since. Yeah, I've been 11. Yeah, 7.99. It's base price. Yeah, but they don't tell you what the. <laughs> But how about space, though? Yeah, they don't tell you what the configurations are. Yeah. So order April 30th, and it arrives in May. I mean, look, but, but as far as the dimensions go, it looks pretty similar. 
So mm-hmm. maybe some of these cases, the cases may still continue. Well, I, I'll, maybe not because of the camera. They do such a great job of of making you want it because they're showing you what you can do with it. Well, so I guess the pencil stays. Sweet. That's good price points. Yeah, seven ninety nine yeah. to ninety nine. That's about where they had had been with the iPads. Now they didn't. You, you're right. They didn't say what that includes. Uh, are you going to wager on thirty two gig or sixty four gig as the starting point? Oh, got to be 64 with that, with the camera, with the camera and pro moniker. He even mentions you can get up to 16 gigs of memory on it. I've never seen them mention that before. Yeah. I saw that too, David. I I was sort of paging through my memory. It's like, yeah, I don't think we've had that before. Oh yeah. They even, they mentioned the mini. Yeah. Good point, David. This was all about the pro. Because there were rumors about the Mini, potentially, unless they do it after the fact. Yep, we're going to wrap. Yep. Now we're all going to go fish for all the information when they just skimmed over with the podcast app and the mm-hmm. Apple Card. Just doing the rundown now. Yeah. So spring-loaded meant loaded as in number of announcements. Yeah, that was pretty product-heavy. That makes you want to wonder, you know, look forward to seeing you again soon. How soon with what? Yeah. I like, like you, like you said, Mike, right at an hour. We are wrapping up right at an hour here. Yeah. David, I think we should start a petition that uh, makes the purple. We should have them call the purple iPhone, the uh, Mike Potter model. (laughs) There you go. That's right. Without question. That's the color I would purchase if I were buying a new iPhone right now. But, you know, I have to be honest. I'm not going to buy one right now. It's April. iPhones typically get introduced in the fall. If I'm going to be buying a new iPhone, I'm certainly not going to be buying one now. And I just have to hope that the next model is going to have that purple as well. But it certainly is gorgeous. Which takes me back to... This is this is April. Other than you know the the spring theme thing, why would you introduce a new cover now? When I, I agree with you, Mike. You know, unless it's somebody that just their their phone breaks or they they have a some compelling reason to buy a phone right now, or are we just too steeped in the idea of the annual upgrade cycle and we're missing it that people are going to say, oh, I need a phone or. I want a purple iPhone and I've been looking for a reason to upgrade and that's going to be my reason. You know, I, here's why they introduced the purple one because they can, they, they had these other colors for the iPhone. They didn't have purple. They introduced an entire new line of colors for the iMac that included purple to, to, you know, to fall within that spectrum, the rainbow spectrum of colors. Why not roll it out to the iPhone? Why not give people a a compelling reason to go out and get one if they just absolutely have to have that color. Uh, why not? So, it, you know, if they have the technology to do it, if they have the te- technology to roll out purple for the iPhone, why not? So the, the short answer again is because they can. And I think that's, that's the main reason they did it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not disputing it. I th- I just think it's a really interesting move. That was fun. Let's do that again. 
And how much how much different will the iPhone 13 be anyway? Uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, helping my mother-in-law pick out a new iPhone, I'm I'm looking at the 10R, I'm looking at the 11, I'm looking at the 12, and you know if I'm being honest, the sweet spot's the 11. So when the 13 comes out or whatever they call it, maybe they won't call it the 13. You know, like there there aren't 13th floors in office buildings. Maybe it won't be the iPhone 13. But when the new model comes out this fall, the 12 will still be around and it will still be a good purchase. You know, for people who have to have the latest, it won't be a great purchase. But for for most people, it'll still be a really, really good purchase. Uh, So as as you both have said, this absolutely was a spring-loaded event, loaded with new hardware. We didn't see an iPad mini. We didn't see new AirPods. But we did see an Apple TV. And a lot of folks said, yeah, you know, that's rumored, but we're not, we're not seeing it being announced today. And yet there it was. Uh, we saw the air tags finally, as Dave said, saw the air tags, two years of rumors. They were finally released. Couple little surprises with the air tags, things that we didn't know before, like the engraving. So I'm going to ask you both the same question I asked you at the beginning. And and granted, we still need to dig into the specs of these devices a little bit more. But if money were no object, what are you purchasing that Apple announced today? Well, as you, as I said, uh, I'm, I'm an 11-inch iPad Pro guy, so I would probably stick with that. Uh, as far as as far as that goes, um, uh, they've already posted the pricing on here. Actually, that I'm, that I'm looking at here, so 128 is the base storage. That's pretty fair uh, for uh, for the iPad. Uh, and That's amazing. Two fifty, yeah. So 7.99 is the base price for the 11 inch, uh, and it's it's uh, 128. Uh, so then 256 and everything increments up to 100. But the the two terabyte 18.99. <laughs> so. So you really are obviously have to be a pretty intense uh, 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 person to need that type of surge. But going back to what you, what you asked, is I think I, I think that was, like I said, I'm I'm an 11 inch guy with iPad, so that's definitely a, my sweet spot to what I like because uh, I I am as much as I have been using my iPad, I, I kind of my workflow goes between the Mac and the iPad you know, quite a bit. So um, so I, I I just I think I like the iPad in the, in the sense of having it as that as an additional device uh, for that. I'll definitely be buying some more air tags uh, looking at that. I'm not in the market for an iMac right now, so I won't be looking at that uh, at this time. So uh, and I have a you know I have a 2019 MacBook Pro that I use as well as my M1 Mac Mini. So I think I'm pretty solid on Macs for a while here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's where I'm going to probably be going is is looking at the 11 inch uh, iPad Pro. And how about you, Chuck? Uh, with as much video editing as you do, uh, to my knowledge, you've not purchased into the new Apple Silicon Macs yet, or have you? Yes, I have uh, one of the MacBook Pros or MacBook oh, Airs. Excuse me, one of the MacBook Airs. Yes, the, the MacBook Airs. It's an it's a nice yes. device, isn't it? So it, you went it's a, with it's a super device. Eight eight gig of memory on that, or did you go sixteen? No, I went eight. I went, went eight. eight, and that was a decision process that we went through as well, and also went with eight. And I I don't regret that. No, I don't either. Um, I I do regret a little bit the fact that I didn't buy a little more uh, uh, storage space. Mm. Um, that probably was a mistake. 
Um, but you know, I've, I really bought that as a, as a, a, a if anything, almost a tertiary machine because I wanted to see what, what all the talk was with the M1. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it's, it's turned out to be so much better than anyone had, had predicted. So, you know, I, but, but looking at the, I, I have to say, I don't think the iMac, this iMac makes sense for me. For any reason, I mean, it's, don't misunderstand. It's a nice machine, but I don't think it fits my use case. So I think I'll be waiting on that. The iPad Pro, the, yeah, the iPad Pro though is another story. And I'm I'm sitting here clicking pricing and looking at this, um, trying to figure out. So, seventeen ninety nine for a one terabyte, um, or twenty one ninety nine for a two terabyte machine. That's the twelve point nine inch. That's the twelve. Oh yes, excuse me. Yes, I'm I'm definitely a twelve point nine guy. No question yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the twenty one ninety nine is a little hard to swallow. But yeah, it's tough. The one terabyte. I mean, that's a lot of storage. You know, especially if you've been used to two fifty six. That's four times the storage. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's a lot of storage, and if you offload your your footage and your, you know, video takes a lot of space. If you offload your footage as you're done with it and get it to your primary editing device, which I assume is not your iPad, your primary editing device is your Mac, correct? Yeah, but see, that's kind of the problem because I, I've been playing with um, with LumaFusion mm-hmm. and admittedly it's been a bit hampered. Um, because and mainly hampered because of storage space on my iPad, the existing iPad Pro. Mm. So this could be a whole different animal here. If you know there there could theoretically be a lot easier, more iPad Pro editing because the tools are there. And now, what did I say earlier? This is a no compromises machine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this is going to be fun. This is no, there's no question about it. I mean, it, any way you take it, this is going to be a device that you buy into now and keep for quite a while. For sure. I, I went three years on the 2018 iPad Pro, so I could yeah, see myself I, going three, four years on the, on the next one. Right, and I've gone longer than that, David. And so, and admittedly, I've I have I've started recently. Well, within the last year, probably, I've started to find compromises that you know. They were compromises. They're usage compromises because of the storage and because of you know things maybe not being quite where the state of the uh, the, the art is and state of the apps are. So this would definitely put you out in front of that for for quite some time. Yeah. And mm. now if we if we switch over to the iMac, which I just pulled up on screen here, there's a couple surprises here that I don't think Apple made clear as they're introducing the new device, which is. Which is, you know, to be fair, they're not going to be covering all these different options. But it's interesting to note that the 1299 model that they uh, showcased on screen pr- uh, pricing-wise does not include all the different colors, does not include the 8-core GPU. So it's the same treatment as they did with the MacBook Air. And does not include the two USB 3 ports, nor does it include gigabit Ethernet. It's only two. Hmm. It's only two Thunderbolt USB 4 ports, the Magic Keyboard, and no Touch ID. 
So there are some compromises there with this entry-level iMac. It's not until we get to the 1499 model, which, look, that's still a good price. 1499 for 256 gig of storage, 8 gig of memory, and then the four ports, gigabit Ethernet, and Touch ID. And then we look even at the higher end, 512 gig of storage, 8 gig of memory, and all the rest, 1699. So you're adding 200 bucks, which is common with Apple, adding 200 bucks, get the full range of colors and 512 gig of storage. What I cannot do and what I cannot seem to do is select it and see what other options there are for upgrading it. Yeah. Can I go to a terabyte? Can I go to two terabytes? Can I go to 16 gig of memory? What can I do with this iMac? Um, I presume if I could go to 16 gig that we'd be talking about 1899 and likewise another 200 or so bucks to go to a terabyte. But I sure would like to see that. Uh, And that's just not an option yet. Uh, To your question earlier, though, Chuck, yes, you can get silver. So, yeah, I see that now. I see that now. I, you know, the it's a it's interesting approach because think about the the number of SKUs that they've added with all those colors in three different models. So mm-hmm. it's not exactly a surprise to me that I mean I recognize the cases are going to all be the same. It's just the internals, but yeah, that's a lot of potential stock to have um, for a retailer for any of the retailers, including the Apple stores. Yeah, and. To be fair, too, the, the the bottom line, or excuse me, the bottom model has always been a, a, a capable model, but always has represented some compromises. You know, it's it's there so that you can say we're at twelve ninety nine. You really want to start seriously looking at the fourteen ninety nine, unless you are just a, a rank bottom bottom of the barrel user. Yeah, and from what we've seen of the M one, it would be a very capable machine. Oh but yeah. For, you know, I I know this is a tricky statement for some folks, but for only two hundred dollars more, it it just does not make sense to go with that entry level model. Or, um, if you put two hundred dollars to a uh, a dock, you could add not only more ports, but a lot of other connectivity as well, which I know is not the Apple way, but just looking at if I were going to buy this, do I really need more than two absolute direct connect USB ports? Good point. Actually, that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, so it's interesting. Even if you bought the bottom line, you still have an expansion capability that does not break the bank. Yeah. But it's, so then the only thing you really are missing is the touch ID. And and it could be that you could purchase the keyboard separately and get that. We we just don't know. It's it's not at least at right at this moment, I can't click through and do any kind of customization on this. So nor can I add it to the cart. Well, no, they said that you could what I forget when they say April thirtieth on this. Yeah, yeah, April thirtieth. April thirtieth, right? And the, so I there. think I think it may be April thirtieth when we can find out what kind of customization we can we can do with it. But you know, for all I'm hearing about the M1 and how amazing it is for tasks like video editing. Oh, actually, here's tech specs. So I can click on that. Uh, how amazing it is for video editing. This, it you know, it still is a compelling machine for that. And yet, 
again, I go back to what I said earlier. I know something better is coming. I know another generation Apple M1, M1X, M2 is coming. And you could say that about any new model of Mac, but we know that this is that first generation. We know that Apple always iterates very rapidly when it comes to the second generation. So it's it's hard for me to to want to pull the trigger on this when I know that I'm going to need or want more than this, and that more is coming in six months or nine months or even 12 months. I can wait 12 months if I know that something is coming that will give me the life that I expect from a Mac. Uh, but clicking through on the specs, I see that you can get up to 16 gig of unified memory and up to two terabytes of storage. So that should be enough for most folks, especially now knowing what we know about the M1 and its efficiency in utilizing that unified memory. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty standard. All the M1 Max now. I mean, sixteen is the max on on memory. That's the max on the M1. Yeah, yeah. There, so I went with eight, on, and I've been perfectly happy with it. They're saying the next generation will be able to address more memory, uh, and until that next generation comes, we're you know. So it's interesting that they've discontinued the iMac Pro. It's interesting that they're discontinuing some of the other models of iMac when we haven't right. seen a substitute for it yet, unless Apple feels like this twenty-four inch slots in very nicely between the 27 and 22 and seems like it this is just going to fulfill that that niche until they're ready with the next generation processor that that could be what they're doing yeah well or they're i i've i mean my my theory has been that the the imac pro would go away because you've already you already saw plenty of articles saying that the mac mini with the m1 was outpacing the mac pro yeah, or the iMac Pro, excuse me, the iMac Pro. So I'm not sure you will see a an actual replacement for an iMac Pro. I think you probably will see the 27 inch uh, be iterated into that slot with a lot of, because there's a lot of power with this iMac. And there so is. you know, what will they do with that with the 20 their 27 inch replacement? And then there's still the actual Mac Pro sitting out there that they'll turn into a real beast of a machine. Yeah. That's my long-term wish is, is to see what they're going to do with the Mac pro um, or Mac mini pro or, you know, whatever, whatever that next generation desktop Mac will be sporting Apple Silicon. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree. I would agree. I, I feel like if, if, I'm not necessarily in the in the market for an iMac, but if and when I am, I think I would hold out for the 27 just because it would be hard for me to go. I mean, I'm right now I'm talking to you on an iMac 27. It would be uncomfortable for me to go back down to a 20, a 21 yeah. or 24, even it, a 24. Totally. Um, yeah. So so I feel like that's that's something we got to wait on. You know, the tricky thing is that I am really in the market for a new desktop Mac. Uh, the MacBook Pro I'm sitting at right now is is perfectly capable and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a 2018. But my desktop Mac to my right is a 2012 Mac Pro. And my desktop Mac at the office is a 2012 iMac, neither of which can be upgraded to Big Sur. So 
while I don't, I don't miss Big Sur. Uh, there are plenty of things about it that annoy me that I, I certainly don't miss it. I'm, I'm quite happy with Catalina, but I'm, I'm technically in the market. Uh, but I'm, I'm in the market for something that I feel is a good drop in replacement for either of them. And if I'm going to get one of the M1s that's out there right now, I think it would be the Mac Mini. I think that's the one that I would get and forego the iMac as it stands right now. As as beautiful as it is, it's an absolutely gorgeous machine. It's got an amazing screen. It's just as capable, if not more so, than that Mac Mini. But I feel yep. like the Mac Mini is a, a better option as things stand right at the moment. I would agree with that. I mean, being a Mac Mini user myself, I, I definitely see a, a big uh, improvement in performance for sure. And and that's value really gives you gives you that. So, you know, the scary thing is, imagine that Mac Mini dropped in place of this Mac Pro. It would run circles around it. Yeah, absolutely, run circles around. It. In fact, I was even I was <laughs> daydreaming about it earlier today. That Mac Mini could sit behind my twenty four inch display that I have on my desk, along with the dock that Chuck mentioned just a moment ago, with all that expansion capability and an external hard drive chassis and absolutely blow the doors off this Mac Pro that uh, I will admit I I purchased used. I purchased it used for $1,000 to replace my 2006 Mac Pro. But, oh my gosh, it would just absolutely blow it away. And it would be an amazing substitute. But I'm, I'm still held up a little bit by that first-generation-itis and <laughs> wondering what, you know, what's coming next. And would I regret the Mac mini in too short a period of time if I purchased it right now? I don't see how you could regret the Mac mini if you purchased it right now, simply simply because of the, the price that the price point and the value you get out of it. And even if, even if you move that into a different role, Mike, I, 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 if something else better does come along um, or just sell it, you know, and get and recoup some of your money. I would be hard pressed to believe that you would regret that, because let's face it. We, I mean, it's the same old thing. We say this all the time that there's always something better to come be coming along. We already know that. You know, it's a question of do you need what do you need right now, and how much inconvenience are you suffering? If <laughs> real first world problem, but how much inconvenience are you suffering as a result of not moving forward? You know, and that's just it. I don't feel like I am suffering that much inconvenience. Um, so that's where I'm I'm content to be where I am right now and see what's coming down the pipeline. But um, yeah, that's certainly the strongest contender in my mind right now. Uh, it, it, there's some amazing 27-inch iMacs at great price points right now, especially in Apple's refurbished store. But that's a tough sell too. Because as as much as Apple says we're going to, you know, they're selling new Intel Macs right now. As much as they say they're going to support them for, <laughs> for the near term, what does that near term translate to? And that was the question I had last fall. What is the life cycle of the Intel Mac? I, I would like Apple to give us a little, just a glimpse. What, are, what do they anticipate the life cycle to be? Even if they don't commit to it, two years, five years? Four years, 
what, you know, what, what is that commitment or what do they envision that commitment to be? Uh, even if they, like I said, even if they don't commit to it, even if it's not written in stone, what do they envision their support for Intel working out to be? That is the one big question mark in my head. If I knew that they, if they pictured supporting the Intel Max for another four years, I might take advantage of the great pricing of a 27-inch iMac that can run all the latest and compromise a little bit on performance or speed or you know the the benefits of the m1 for the short term the short term being four years yeah hey david you want to you want you want to help mike spend some money yeah what what did you spy what did you spy chuck on the on the refurbished mac store on apple refurbished mac store refurbished mac mini apple m1 eight core cpu eight core gpu Five hundred eighty-nine dollars. There you that's, go. That's a great price. That's that is a, great a really price. great price. So there you go. Buy that, there. and you've saved even more money, Mike. You'll be and happy. How, and how much storage? Two fifty-six. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. Sure, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's eight fifty-six. Yeah. Two fifty-six. Yeah. Same machine I have. So there you yeah. go. And with the Mac Mini, you know that's not a compromise because mm-hmm. you have the external expansion. Right. Right. And with SSDs dropping in price almost every day, that that's not a compromise. It'd be slightly slower to get an external one that you can you can jack into the Thunderbolt port. It's slightly slower than the internal one, but I would argue it's it would be hard pressed for someone like me to tell the difference. <laughs> and compare that to what you were saying before about uh, a refurbished 27-inch iMac. The one they're showing right now available is 3.3 gigahertz, six core. Intel i, Intel Core i5, for sixteen ninety nine. Call it seventeen hundred. So, you can buy two of the others and not be to the price of this. Yeah, you know the the compelling argument with the iMac though has always been the gorgeous screen that Apple has coupled with it. When you try to to purchase a twenty seven inch comparably featured screen from anybody else. That's the that's the big differentiator that a lot of folks do, don't take into account when they look at an iMac versus a higher-end workstation that's running Windows or Linux or some other operating system. Uh, and I'm talking about a high-end workstation. Uh, you know, there's some fantastic PCs out there, but when you want to couple it with a 27- or 30-inch screen that matches the specs of the iMac, you can often pay far more for that PC than you would pay for that iMac brand new, let alone refurbished. No, no question. I mean, I I kind of think that that Mac Mini users have already decided that they're going to invest in a decent screen, or that they don't need, necessarily need a decent screen, and yeah. that that they can get away with an okay screen and and they're happy. Maybe their eyes aren't aren't good enough to tell the difference, um, but yeah, th- but that's always been the the issue with headless Mac, you know, that you have to invest in a screen. So it's, to me, that that's kind of out of the equation, unless you're just absolutely looking at an iMac versus a Mac Mini. And here, I still, even so, I mean, I think you can find a, a, a very decent Dell monitor to go with this for not the equivalent of the price, and you would have that M1 with the big with the bigger screen. 
And, and, and to your point, Chuck, I am using a decent Dell monitor with my Mac Pro. When my Apple Cinema display gave up the ghost, I, I opted to go with the Dell monitor, and I, I have not regretted that decision. Yeah. I mean, a, four, a good 4K Dell monitor right now, I, don't, I think is sub 400. It is. So, and, yeah, entry yeah. level, certainly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. If, to your point, Mike, you know, if a lot of features. I mean, that would be just a bare bones, no USB ports, none of the fancy stuff. But, you know, do you really, I don't want to pay for that in a monitor. I'm already paying for that in a computer or maybe in a dock. So that's, that's my part of the equation. Couple things I'd like to add, if you don't mind, Mike. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the uh, iPad Pro. Uh, if you if you notice, they mentioned that you had the option of getting eight gigs of, of RAM or sixteen gigs of RAM. Uh, yeah. You get eight gigs of RAM. It depends on your storage. So if you have one twenty eight, two fifty six, or five hundred five hundred twelve gigabytes, you get eight gigs of RAM. If you go with the one terabyte or the two terabytes of storage, you'll get sixteen gigs of RAM. So they're they're obviously making a a bit of a adjustment for having the larger uh, storage. Uh, and I, uh, that applies to both the 11 and the 12.9 inch models. Um, so that I, is I interesting. It, that yeah, is I interesting. Found it very interesting. And then uh, noticeably not, that wasn't mentioned was iOS and iPad OS 14.5. Uh, as we have been uh, talking here, they just announced uh, that it's going to be released next week. Uh, and the release candidate was just released a few minutes ago on the beta site. So that means it's very near uh, being released as, as well as Mac uh, OS Big Sur 11.3 release candidates out. So they're going to be releasing all of the software, TV OS, watch OS 7.4, and all the uh, iOS and iPad OS and TV OS will be released. So uh, so, so we're ready to go here with, with the security uh, privacy is going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about even more. <laughs> and uh, and I would, we'll all be talking about more as it gets finally released in, in the wild and hearing everybody complain about the, the privacy stuff. So, but <laughs> For the, as long as 14.5 has been in beta testing, oh, I, know, I, the longest I, ever. I anticipate a smooth rollout of this one. It should be. Yeah. I can anticipate it. So th th those couple things that we're, uh, we're cooking over here as we were chatting here. <laughs> Yeah, interesting that you, I mean they make the choice for you based on the on the storage, right. but that also that also makes the the difference in the storage prices a little more palatable. Yeah, because you're adding the enhanced RAM. RAM yep. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and as one of you pointed out, I think it was you, Chuck, during the presentation. This is really the first time Apple has made mention of the memory. In an iPad, right. ever I, to my knowledge, I mentioned that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Dave did. Dave, Dave saw that, and I saw it go by, but I, I was thinking too much. He 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 claimed it first, but yeah, that, that, uh, <laughs> that is okay. interesting. Yeah. Well, we always expect Mister In Touch with iOS to catch those iOS things first. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, for what it's worth, um, I will mention this too because I'm just looking here looking at ways of mitigating things, get up to $580 in credit when you trade in your iPad. Yep. So you could do, you know, that would help depending on which iPad, obviously. Last I checked, my guy was going to get $455 unless it's changed since I checked the other day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine's not going to get me that much, but. Now, have either of you, have either of you focused on that news that's come out the past week about folks sending in their devices, to, you know, being promised a certain 
trade in value and then being sent back with uh, uh, comments about there being uh, uh, white spots in the screen or whatever, and suddenly the value of the device plummets by 75%? Yeah, actually, Mike, I found this very interesting simply because I recently went through and um, divested myself of a number of different pieces of older hardware through that program. And I absolutely had zero problems. Same here. Good. I heard that that was the case, that what we're hearing may just be fringe cases. uh, And, you know, as so often happens, those fringe cases get the most press. But I don't, I didn't know that for sure. Uh, So it's interesting and great to hear that both of you had positive experiences. Uh, Now, I do understand that sometimes the difference is whether it's Apple giving you the quote or whether it's the third party company giving you the quote, do you know which it was in each of your cases? For, for me, I went through the Apple site. So, right. I, I mean, I, I, so I felt like I was getting the trading quote. I better not say it that way. Apple was giving me the trading quote, but I, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Phobio or something like that. Uh, phobio. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I just pulled up the article about that. I was going to mention that, here. So. Okay. If that's the way you pronounce it, but yeah, um, I mean, they were the one that managed the, the whole process and it was, I mean, it was terrific. You know, they, they sent me the boxes, uh, gave you specific instructions on what to do and what, what to send back and what not to send back. Um, and then, Within probably a week, you know, it took because the the mail was uh, was a little slow. But uh, within a week, I had an email saying, "Yes, it's here. It's being inspected." And then two days later, "Yep, here's your here's your gift card." So, if you've been thinking about doing the trade in, and there's been any hesitation at all on your part because you've heard these news stories, we have a couple positive experiences here from yes. both Chuck and Dave, uh, where everything went exactly as promised so that's really really good to hear yes really good to hear there, there was an article about uh phobio having an alarming uptick in complaints um you know i'll give the i mean i'll give you uh experience a family member traded in an iphone and i just we weren't sure that the the camera was not working properly and and when we sent it in they they noticed that so they you know the price went from 120 dollars was an iphone 8 down to 30 dollars so which is which is understandably, I guess the camera had stopped working. So, um, so th- th- in that case, it was a fair fair assessment. But uh, but they were seeing an uptick uh, of uh, things that, like you said, the three or four white spots were resulting in significantly lower trade in value, um, and that had been happening. The, the Verge had also reported this too. So, so it's just something you to, to keep in mind if you are trading it in uh, to just to be be on alert. To, you know, even though you say there's nothing wrong with it, they may find something that there is something wrong with it. So, and, and remember too, that you always have the choice to reject their estimate. If they come back yes. and they tell you in retrospect, maybe it's not worth as much. You have the option to say, okay, great. Send it back to me. Yes. And that, no, no charge. They'll send it right back. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then we also have to keep in mind, and I did not see this mentioned in the articles at all. And then, then we'll, we'll end this topic, but one of you mentioned it. And I just wanted to kind of cover it briefly. Um, that this is one of Apple's partners and Apple does not take its partnerships lightly. It never has. And if there's any kind of problem with a partner, you can bet, you can bet that is going to be nipped in the bud sooner than later. So, you know, if there, if there is any issue, 
I've no doubt that it's going to be taken care of. And if it's not taken care of, Apple's going to find a new partner to work with. That's just how, exactly. how Apple rolls. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't worry too much about it, especially since you're never losing the hardware. If they come back with an estimate that you're not happy with, you just tell them to send it back. And as Dave right. said, it's free. So Yes. Well, anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap things up here? I'm good. I, I had go have to go and do some math and uh, check my, <laughs> Me too. my credit card balance. <laughs> <laughs> so how, much, how much of that Apple Cash have I been stacking up? Well, I wanted to mention real quick, if anyone's been with us th through this entire Reaction Time episode, that it's been a while since we've had a regular episode of For Mac Guys Only. Uh, but I did want to mention that in light of the fact that uh, we're not going to be able to host MacStock again this summer, I've decided to do something a little bit different. And that's kind of turn the microphone around and put the focus on the folks who attend MacStock. Uh, so I'll be interviewing people who attend MacStock, talking to them about some of their interesting projects that they're undertaking with, uh, with either Apple gear or software, or just interesting projects in general, and releasing those interviews as video interviews on the MacStock YouTube channel, but also releasing them as audio interviews here on For Mac Guys Only. So uh, this is probably going to be, we've had a number of Reaction Time episodes in a row here. This is going to be the last Reaction Time episode, at least until June. And we'll be releasing right. some of these uh, interview uh, interviews with uh, MacStock attendees and also a couple For Mac Guys Only community members uh, in the next few months. So Keep an eye out for those in the Mac in the uh, <laughs> Mac Stock feed and the for Mac Guys Only feed. If you want to see them in video, it's going to be on the Mac Stock YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash MacStock. And of course, you know where to find for Mac Guys Only. But with that said, that is going to do it for this episode of For Mac Guys Only. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Remember, I do love to get your letters. So if you have any comments about the show, if you would like to share your thoughts on Apple's new hardware announcements today, or you would like to take part in these uh, upcoming community interviews that I'll be doing and releasing here on the show, uh, drop me a line, mike at formacguysonly.com. And if you would like to share your feedback with Chuck or Dave or anyone else on Team For Mac Guys Only, Dave, where can people reach you? You can find me at InTouchWithiOS at InTouchWithiOS.com. And I am also on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, thanks as always for having me, Mike. Awesome. And Chuck, where can folks get a hold of you? Uh, MacVoices.com is where you can find everything. I'm on the socials as at Chuck Joyner, and it's been a blast, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thanks to both of you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining me this episode. Stay subscribed, and we'll talk to you next time. My thanks to Mike Potter and Chuck Joyner and, and uh, us having a, just an absolutely phenomenal time reacting to all the great uh, things that were announced at the spring-loaded Apple event here on April 20th. I'm super excited with the new iPads and the new uh, AirTag and lots of other new things that are going to be coming out. So stay tuned for more great things we'll be talking about. We will have a show on Thursday with Chuck Joyner to uh, do a recap of uh, the today's events. So with that, that's a wrap for this week. Or actually, that's a wrap for today. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS.com. 
touch with iOS. And you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website at intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. I hope you enjoyed the show. I sure did, and I sure had a lot of fun reacting to all of the announcements, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah.